Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So excited to have you here with us today on this Monday. I hope that you had an amazing weekend. My name is JJ Jackson, proud to serve as the host of this program, and we want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day and first listen when it comes to everything in the world of Duke athletics. On today's program, Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse will join my program as we're going to preview the upcoming ACC basketball season, talk about some of those preseason teams that were released, Duke being picked by the media as the preseason champ, and a whole lot more. So stay right here with us. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Five-star Fridays are my absolute favorite. I love when I get to give shout-outs to people uh, because they left us a five-star review. The Apple Podcast platform is a really good one to find and to leave us those reviews so that you can get a shout-out right here on Locked On Blue Devils and send us tweets at LO underscore Blue Devils. Today is a Monday. It's not a Mailbag Monday, however. A Mailbag Monday is where I answer your questions. That's right. Keep sending them to me. LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com or send them to us on Twitter. And uh, every other Monday, not every other Monday, but every few Mondays, I answer your questions in Mailbag Monday editions of this program. But uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, Tyler Aki joins the show right here on Lockdown Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can come up and win ten times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code Locked On, and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize pick allows mixed sport entries, as you can combine basketball, football, basketball, and any other sport it's an awesome thing to check out. As also, make sure you use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Welcome back into Locked On Blue Devils. Here today, JJ Jackson. Hanging out with Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse. Super excited to have him on the program as we're getting ready for college basketball right around the corner, about two weeks away from the start. And I'm so thrilled Tyler took time out of his schedule to sit down and chat with us here today. Tyler, how are things in your world? Well, you're giving up on Mateo Durant already? Yeah. Is, is, is that where we're at right We've now turned in, the in page. Blue Devil Land? We've turned the page, man. On to new things. Well, I don't blame you. I, I am... I'm, Mentally, I'm right there with you. I, I'm ready to turn the page, but Syracuse football is still kind of tugging back at me a little bit here and there. But 
Uh, once Coops gets going, man, I mean, there's nothing like it in the ACC, right? No doubt about that. Look, we were feeling great. Mateo got off to an incredible start this year. Then this running back named Sean Tucker decides to emerge out of nowhere. And we're so used to seeing Mateo Durant at the top of the leaderboard in statistics. And then Sean Tucker is kind of like knocking him off a few notches there at Syracuse. He's saying, you know what? Let's move on. Let's go on to basketball season. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that we had to eliminate, uh, at least in your in your world, eliminate uh, the yeah. football program for, for the time being. But uh, no, I mean, this should be a really interesting ACC hoop season. I'm looking top to bottom. I think there's a lot of variants, a lot of ways the season could go. I think there's probably five or six teams that theoretically could win the ACC this year. It is kind of wild to sort of think about how open the landscape could be for the conference as, uh, again, it'll be a crazy year with fans kind of getting back into the mix as well. And I'm going to get into all of that on today's show. But uh, Tyler, I'm not sure if you know this. Might be breaking some news to you right now. Okay. Uh, but but this is Mike Krzyzewski's final year as the head. Wait, what? Yeah. Coach K stepping away, man. He's going to oh. step away at the end of All the right. season. So, uh, well, that's going to be odd next it, year. It when, is. Uh, it no is. Roy, no K. Right, I right. Mean, the, Could be Beheim's going to be I the mean... the grumpy old man in the <laughs> yeah. room left standing there. He's going to be a... Uh, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith meme all of for a sudden. For sure, for sure. So, uh, as you, uh, all jokes aside, as you know, Coach K walking away at the end of the season, John Shire already being named the head coach and waiting, and uh, Duke basketball will continue on with his leadership. Talk me where you were kind of digesting that news. I guess it was back in the offseason, right before the summer got going, uh, when we learned that this kind of would be it for Coach K and how you reacted. I was surprised. Uh, I've always thought he's got a couple more years left in him but i mean the way that the offseason went and you saw a number of coaches say all right you know what this isn't for me anymore i mean the way that the landscape changed you saw roy step down lon kruger at oklahoma i mean there are some high profile coaches that said i don't know if i can keep up anymore yeah and k decided to join the fold there so in the moment, it's shocking, but when you look back, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's getting up there in age, and why not spend the rest of your life on a golf course or something like that when you can, right? No doubt about that. No doubt about that. I think it's uh, the best thing to do. Uh, we've learned a little bit more about Coach K off the court over the past few years. Uh, through very, I mean, this guy's been covered for four-plus decades at the same mm -hmm. school. And so, yeah, the golf course is probably going to be a destination for Coach K, but Tyler, we hear everything about this man's garden, like outside. Of, That's so, right. Like a big gardener this man is. And so uh, he's going to get to spend a lot of time outdoors. And I think he's certainly excited about that. But before that happens, he's got one year left to go. Uh, and uh, Duke opens up as the preseason pick to win the conference with a couple of really impressive players on their roster. How do you feel about the Blue Devils going into the season? So I, I do think Duke has a good team, but picking them to be the top dog in the ACC kind of feels like grooving a fastball to Jeter in the in his final All-Star game, doesn't it? A little <laughs> bit. I mean, you look at some of these teams coming back here and I, I look top to bottom in the league. Duke's the only team that's not returning a guy that averaged double figures from a season ago in the ACC. So that worries me a little bit. You're going to have to see some guys take some steps. Is this finally the year Wendell Moore puts it together? I think he he's probably the X factor. You know, Paolo Banchero is going to be good preseason player of the year. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit because the Syracuse crowd certainly has a bone to pick with, with the Blue Devil crowd on that one. <laughs> um, 
but there, there's a lot of players that I think are unknowns with this team and, and going into a season where I don't know if there's been more pressure on a team than, than this one. Cause you got to win it for something bigger than yourself this year. You got to win this season for K and for a bunch of 19, 20, 21 year olds, that's a pretty heavy burden to put on yourselves and have that on your, on your mind pretty much 24 seven from now, or really since he announced that he yeah. was going to be stepping down all the way through March, hopefully for them. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's something that we've talked a lot about on this show and other folks have uh, discussed this as well with it being his final year wanting to get the sixth, the national championship and that sort of thing. But Coach K being so adamant that this is not my last year, I'm all about this year with this team, these guys accomplishing things. But over the past couple of years, the one and done hasn't been as successful in terms of the end result for Duke basketball. And last year being the first time, as I've, I've said this way too many times on my podcast, but legitimately the first time in my existence that Duke did not make an NCAA tournament, like that's a different feeling yeah. where they were at. I, I had to watch March Madness without Duke in the in the field last year, Tyler. Like they actually have the tournament if the Blue Devils aren't a part of it. I wouldn't have believed it a year ago if you told me that. <laughs> right. I mean, it's surreal. And I think a lot of fan bases, I mean, Kentucky probably felt in the same boat as you last yeah. year. I mean, there were a lot of teams that had their ups and downs. And it was the veteran teams that really shone last season. Whereas this season, I think you're going to see more of a regression to, to normal. I think you're still going to be able to see some younger teams thrive more normal off seasons, more normal um, recruiting periods, all that stuff. Everything is going to sort of be back to normal. Hopefully this year stadiums are going to be full. I mean, how weird do you think it is when you've got a freshman going into one of those gyms? Like you got uh, Jeremy Roach walking in and it's an empty Cameron. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's got to be so odd and surreal. He was playing high school games that were, were way fuller. He was playing in AAU games that were way more jam-packed. He's used to that. And, and I think a lot of these players feed off of that. There, there's probably, I bet if you ask every coach in the conference, maybe every coach in the country, they can point at one guy who struggled last year because they could not feed off of crowd energy. Yeah. I bet you every single coach in the country could do that. Yeah, no, and we had discussions about last year's team, the freshman class not getting to experience Cameron Indoor. Somebody like DJ Stewart, who made the decision to turn professional after the year, after just one season at Duke, I would have loved to see that guy's energy impacted by the Cameron yeah. Crazies and that sort of thing. And Jeremy Roach, a sophomore, Mark Williams, a sophomore, all of these guys getting to experience uh, Cameron Indoor at the same time these new freshmen are doing that as well. You mentioned Jeremy Roach a moment ago. I want to talk more about inside. If I look at this Duke team, I feel really good about what Duke's caught coming back on the interior. Mark Williams was one of the least heralded recruits that Duke had a year ago, to be honest, in the Jalen Johnson-led class. And it wasn't until the second half of the year that that guy turned into an absolute monster. His last game of the season, Duke winning versus Louisville, then having the positive COVID test and having to end their season. Mark Williams had 23 points and 19 rebounds in a big win for Duke in that one. Coming back, pairing him on the inside with Paulo Bancaro, and then you've got a graduate transfer in Theo John from Marquette coming over into the mix. I, I feel really good about the interior for this Duke team, and, and that's quite frankly needed in a conference like the ACC on the inside. I think Theo John is going to do wonders for this team because you've got some of these guys, not, not that they're – 
these quote unquote too cool for school guys, but big time heralded guys in, in that big man room on this team. Theo John's got a little bit of dirt under the fingernails. <laughs> I mean, he knows how to grind out there. When you watch him at Marquette, he did a lot of the little things that really made that team click. He's the guy who you hate when he's on the other team. You love him when he's on your team. And I think it's going to bring a little bit of a different feel to this Duke team. And I think with, with a guy like Theo John, you just hope that he's not getting swept up in the, the five-star life, quote-unquote, and he remains true to who he is because I think he's going to be an integral tool to what Duke wants to do. Today's show was brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. It's so good. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors to choose from, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and more, as Built Bars are healthy and great for the health-conscious guy. Covered in 100% chocolate. That's a crime. That shouldn't be fair. And yet it's still good. Soft and easy to chew. And it is good for you. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. A great flavor like peanut butter. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. You need to go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, built.com, promo code LOCKED15, proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. No, I'm excited. I can't wait to, to see what this team looks like on the front. Okay, let's, let's get to it. What about Paolo being picked as the player of the year, freshman of the year, getting pretty much all the awards that you can before a season even starts? So freshman of the year, obviously, I think that's a layup there for, for the ACC voters. Here's what perplexed me, Okay. okay. There were two players that received more all ACC first team votes than him, including Buddy Beheim from Syracuse, who got 19 more all ACC first team votes than Paolo. Yet somehow Paolo got the ACC player of the year preseason. The math doesn't add up to me right there. I don't know about you. I'm not smart enough to figure it out, but you do raise a good point. (laughs) And so that means there are people who aren't voting for Paolo to be an all ACC first team guy that are voting for him to be player of the year. To me, the calculus doesn't line up there. Maybe I've got the voting calculus wrong too. I don't know, but um, it's always been a a veteran award. It feels like, like sure. You've got your splash players and they tend to be Duke guys. When you think of someone like Zion Williamson, but preseason, it's always very tough for me to pick a guy who has yet to bounce the ball on the floor as a, as the player of the year in the conference. But at the end of the day, it's a meaningless award in terms of the pre like the ACC player of the year, meaningful preseason ACC player of the year, (laughs) pretty meaningless award. So we'll see it play out this year. Paolo may prove everyone wrong. Um, Buddy Beheim may have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Kiva Luma might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Prentice hub. So there's a lot to be, thrown out there this season. I, I'm excited for it. I think there's a lot of really quality players. It was a down year last year in the ACC. Like, let's just call it what it is. When Duke's down, when Virginia has their struggles, when Carolina's down, Syracuse was a middling team. Um, when those teams aren't the cream of the crop in the conference, let's be honest, it, it's going to be a down conference. And I, I heard Tony Bennett on a podcast admit just as much a, a couple weeks yeah. ago. 
It was a down conference, and I think it's going to get back to where it was a couple seasons ago. You're not going to have three one seeds, I don't think, but you're also not going to have a, a conference that's fighting to get a fifth or sixth team into the tournament. Paolo, of course, picked to be ACC Freshman of the Year. The second most votes, Trevor Keels, another teammate of his at Duke. Trevor Keels, Jeremy Roach, high school teammates. So they've got some chemistry already now getting to both play in Durham. And then uh, one of the other big names in the Duke class currently out with a knee sprain injury is A.J. Griffin. His brother Allen, of course, had Mm -hmm. some run there at Syracuse. What about that freshman class as a whole? And you mentioned the inexperience for the Duke team. It's, it goes without being said, it really is so important that they all come together. Right. And I think the nice thing is you're not going to rely on these freshmen right away to be big time starters. Sure. You're going to need a couple of them to start. Like Paolo's going to start AJ. If he's good to go by the time the season starts, he'll probably start, but it's not like a Kentucky team where you're throwing four or five freshmen <laughs> to the wolves for game one. Right. And you're in the champions classic right away and you're going up against Michigan state or, or something like that. No, they're going to have some time to sort of work their way in and come off a, a reserve role as well. And if they're not getting it done, I think there's some quality options in there that coach cake can shuffle around because I'm wondering what his leash is going to be like this season. What's his level of patience going to be like this season, knowing it's his last. If, if Paolo goes out there and has a couple of dud games out of the gate, is he going to be quick to pull him? Is he going to be quick to remove him from the starting lineup? Or is he going to let things play out and approach this like it's a normal season? I think we'll be able to tell pretty early on with this Duke team how Coach K is approaching the, the, this final season of his. You're not wrong. I mean, the stage is always bright when you're playing for Coach K, when you're playing for Duke, a man who's been there for over four decades, as we've discussed. And now the Champions Classic being the very first game of the season every year, as we well know, Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, and Kansas all rotating who's playing who. So this year for Duke, they open up the year against Kentucky. And uh, what a fitting way for Coach (laughs) K to kick off his final season. But tough, right? And then later in the year, you've got – a non-conference game versus Gonzaga, the Chet Holmgren, Paulo Bancaro storyline that goes into that. You've got a game against Ohio State, ACC Big Ten mm-hmm. Challenge. Like The cards are definitely stacked for Duke and non-conference play before even getting into ACC competition, right. and we know how difficult that is. And you, you wonder, it, will it lead to some frustrations if they get off on the wrong foot, if these guys are pressing too much early I on? I hope not. I mean, you, you hope not, but it's a very real possibility. Yeah. That's a tough, tough, tough non-conference schedule really like one of the toughest in the country right there and that's what duke does they build it up that way sure they don't go on the road a whole heck of a lot but they they're a team that it's get it gets built up and pent up that way when they play in all these big time showcases that's the duke basketball way is that really a thing like is that for for an outsider's perspective because i hear that a lot does it really bother opposing fan bases that duke does not play true road games uh, I know there's one AP voter that refuses to vote or to vote for them in the top 25 until they win on the road, it, which is, is hysterical to me. Like I remember that Zion year, he refused to vote for them for the longest time. Cause they had never accumulated a true road victory because they were never going on the road in that preseason. And like, I, I personally am unbothered by it. I think the priest or the, the non-conference should be equivalent to preseason in yeah. a way like sure there's the ability to pick up big wins whether it's maui the, the these challenges between conferences obviously the champions classic something that comes around every single season yeah there, there's chances to pick up big wins but 
at the end of the day, the landscape of college basketball changes so much from November and December to January, February, and, and the early portions of March that a lot of these wins, I don't feel like are considered as much. And likewise, a lot of the losses aren't considered as much. Like if you're a Duke, I'm not going to ding you for an opening night loss against Kentucky. Yeah. I think that's unfair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are they on your schedule? Sure. You got to play who's on your schedule, but at the same time, is it really that big where so much can change? I mean, you look at last season, Jalen Johnson played in game one. He didn't play in, in game 30. Right. So at the end of the day, you're evaluating a completely different team, a completely different team conference tournament conference and conference tournaments. It holds way more weight in my book. And I think yeah. in the committee's book as well. Well, that's, that's my thing. Of course, I'm going to be here on this podcast defending Duke, and I would do this in day-to-day life as well. The last time I checked, you don't win basketball games at the NCAA tournament level at someone's house. Like You're not winning it right. on a road spot. It's going to be a neutral site every meaningful game you play at the end of the year. I think Duke just wants to prepare for that in all scenarios with these big non-conference competitions. All right, let's sort of wrap up and get you out of here with this. We talked about, uh, of course, we're talking with Tyler Rocky from Locked On Syracuse here on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast today, getting ready for ACC basketball about two weeks away. Tell me about the Orange, man, going into this upcoming season. They're going to be a team that wins a lot of games they shouldn't and loses a lot of games that they shouldn't. (laughs) This could be a frustrating season, but also a super fun one at the same time. Because it is shooting, shooting, and more shooting with this team. They might have the best shooting team in the entire country out there. They're going to have some lineups out there where they can go five out, um, maybe probably not a lot, but they're going to have the ability to do that if they so desire at times. And I think that's fun. I I like that when you give yourself a chance in every single game to go out and win it. Like they, they, characteristically do not schedule a very tough non-conference, but this year they do. They're they're taking on Indiana in the Big Ten ACC. They play Villanova in the battle for Atlantis. They've got a couple other um, non-conference games that should be stiffer competition as well. So I think the schedule's tough this year for Syracuse, but also they're going to give themselves a chance in every single game because who knows, it might be the night they shoot 60% from distance. And it's very tough to beat teams when they do that. They bring in some transfers, um, Cole Swider from Villanova, Samir Torrance from Marquette, uh, Jimmy Beheim. The, the other Beheim is okay. on the squad again, uh, joining his brother Buddy on the team this year. He's coming over from Cornell. So they bring back a lot as well. They lost Alan Griffin. Um, but pretty much the, the rest of the nucleus is back from a team that last year went to the Sweet 16. It's just going to be, can they find regular season success? Because very rarely have they done that since joining the ACC. We mentioned Buddy Beheim a little bit earlier with all the votes he's getting there at the top. If I take Buddy Beheim out of the equation, who is the most important player? The most important player to me is probably Joe Girard. Yep. And he was a guy who Duke actually once upon a time was looking at a couple seasons ago. Um, but he had an up and down year last season to the point where people were saying this guy wouldn't even start at Siena. And he, he's a guy who's billed as a shooter. Like he was, he went to the same high school as Jimmer for dead and he was crowned the next Jimmer because he would put up 50 points in a high school game. He would shoot from 30 feet in high school contests. We remember that recruitment. Well, man, no (laughs) doubt, no doubt. And honestly, I was a little surprised that he picked Syracuse over Duke 
when it happened, just because the Duke allure and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, it always frightens me when I see Bayheim in a recruiting battle with Coach K and now John Shire. Um, but he's going to need to get back to the form of what he was freshman year. He was a lot more comfortable. He was shooting the rock a lot better. I think that he's struggled last year because he, we kind of talked about this earlier. He's a guy who feeds off the energy of the crowd. And I think once he got into the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament, he played a lot better basketball, but there were times where Jim Beheim was quick to yank him, pull him out of games within like four minutes, three minutes, two minutes sometimes. And that is something a lot of it hinges on his defense because in that two, three zone, Beheim likes to have guys that are taller, longer at the top. He's six foot one and he's got a wingspan to match it. So we're going to have to see a much better Joe Girard season this year. if This team wants to be consistent. I love that. All right. Here we are a couple of weeks away from college basketball season getting started. Uh, Tyler, you've been great today. Certainly do appreciate it. One of my colleagues on the Lockdown ACC show as well. Go ahead and throw out the social media plugs and uh, tell me where we can find you, buddy. So we're on Locked on Syracuse every single weekday, Monday through Friday. You can check us out, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. You can subscribe to us there. You can hit us with the double whammy as well. Get us on <laughs> Apple, get us on uh, YouTube as well. And then you can find myself at Tyler, A-K-I underscore on Twitter. Perfect, man. We certainly do appreciate the time. We'll do this again soon, okay? Absolutely. Thanks so much, JJ. Tyler Aki joining us here on Locked on Blue Devils. Thanks again to Tyler for joining us on the podcast today. Really enjoyed our conversation with him. He's an outstanding uh, co-host of mine on the Locked On ACC channel, and he also does a great job with the Locked On Syracuse podcast. I encourage you to check out his work there. He mentioned his Twitter handle a little bit earlier. Tyler Aki underscore is where he's at. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I kind of liked what Tyler Aki had to say there about uh, the perception that Duke does not play tough road games in the non-conference, what it could ultimately mean. And yeah, it's just fun because people are, are so stuck in their ways time to time when it comes to Duke Athletics and how they felt about Coach K over the past four decades plus. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.